2: From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Ha,
3: ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! Oh!
2: Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
3: Well, good morning, and I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Now you're looking forward to a new year. And, uh, so here we are, it's Saturday morning and you know what this, if you got this station tuned in, then you know, it's the skipper buds cutting edge out there doors coming to you every Saturday morning with a little hissing sound in the background again. (laughs) Uh, anyway, we're coming to you every Saturday morning from six to 8 a.m. You, if you want to get together with us on the show, just give us a call at, uh, 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250 with any questions or comments or whatever. You can also email us at the Smoky's Inbox at CEO at Yahoo dot com. Good morning, Danny. Morning Tom. Yeah, yeah, by the way, he's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Sam is on the boards. So, so anyway. I've
1: come to the conclusion here that that Saturday morning right now is kinda like the Monday morning of the station. You know how, yeah. how Mondays yeah. at most businesses or at whatever work whatever job you yeah. have. I would think most people would agree that Monday morning tends to kind of, kind of, it's a bummer because it, it seems like everything's going to go wrong on Monday morning. You know, it's slower. Just, it's, it's just, <laughs> slower. you know, if you, you're going to spill your coffee on the way to work. It's just the Monday morning, right? Yeah. Well, this is the Monday morning now here at the station because you come in on Saturday morning and poor Sam back there, there's always something he's trying to get working uh, my headphone here doesn't not, work. Not working. Oh. Uh, your computer over there wasn't working. Unplugged, not working. It. This now is, it's working. though. This is like the yeah. Monday morning, yeah. and once we get everything straightened out here, or Sam does, then everything runs smooth for the rest of the week. But right. this just seems to
3: be the, the rough time. Yeah, that's true. And this is always that funny time, you know, between Christmas and New Year. Some. And this, you know, Christmas fell on a weird day, you know Wednesday in the middle of the week. You didn't have that long weekend. you know, people didn't have a long weekend or anything. Uh, it, it's just weird, you know, it's just well, some people did, some people oh, yeah, took some, off. People
1: took some people took off, some people took off, and they <laughs> taken off a couple days next week, and they yeah. got two weeks off.
3: Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So, but a lot of people had to go back to work, you know. Yeah, uh, well, some people, so,
1: you know, they had to come back, go back to work. What Thursday and Thursday Friday? Thursday, Friday, yeah. Which would be kind of a bummer. Who feels yeah. like working on Thursday? Yeah. And Friday?
3: Yeah, exactly. After you've spent the last two days doing whatever. But I think a lot right.
1: of a lot of uh, businesses were kind of on a skeleton crew. Yeah, things were that very pretty well quiet. Might be.
3: Yeah. Well, so yeah, well, we had a really nice Christmas. We, like I said, I always enjoy it with the kids. I mean, Christmas is for kids the adults hell we get together during the year for dinners and whatever that's not you know it's just another dinner for us right but it it's important for the kids especially when they're still believing you know in santa claus when they still believe you got kids that still believe my grandkids see my parents my never grandkids. even
1: gave us the santa claus bs no nah. no they didn't they didn't uh you know so at age 5 i had to try and Preached to the whole neighborhood that Santa Claus was a myth, and all the parents hated you. No, the other, the other kids didn't believe me. <laughs> they didn't believe you. Yeah, my my neighbor across the street, Jimmy Whitney. Not only did he believe in Santa Claus, he was a big believer in the Easter Bunny. Up until age twelve.
3: No, really.
1: Yeah, I'd be trying wow. to tell him, and, and he'd go, he'd go, uh, he, he'd say, he said, what? Why would your parents want to give you all that stuff?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> his Why exact, would they want to do that? Were his exact words.
3: Oh, that's funny. That's so funny. I'd
1: open my presents Christmas Eve because I knew where they were yeah. coming from. Yeah. Right, mom yeah. and dad. Sure. And uh, and then I'd 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 kind of share in my buddy's excitement because I'd look across the street and wait to see my buddy's bedroom light go on oh, and their living okay. room lights go on and I knew that he was excitedly yeah. getting up, him and his sister yeah. and opening their presents. Yeah. So I was kind of vicariously living sure. his excitement yeah. in the morning opening yeah. his presents. But but really think about it now. Like I got my thirty two Winchester special from my dad for Christmas at age eleven. Yeah. Okay. So what would some families then like put from santa claus as far as i know santa claus doesn't have an ffl dealer <laughs> license or anything wouldn't you think
3: he'd get yeah. in trouble santa transporting claus, today's <laughs> world santa
1: claus would be locked up
3: yeah he'd violating be up. too many gun laws yeah he would be yep that damn santa claus he'd be in trouble yeah i you know i don't i i have no clue i don't remember when i stopped I mean, I'm sure I did when I was a kid. I'm sure I did. Well, probably, and I, and I don't probably remember about the same time you started
1: smoking. I'm guessing, no, probably I, about age seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were a pretty wor- yeah. wide, uh, you were a pretty streetwise, no, you, wily
3: kid. Yeah, well, yeah, a little bit, I guess, a little bit. So, gotten a little bit of trouble, of course. You know, you're gonna—that's bound to happen, right, with kids, especially boys. Uh, Going to get in a little bit of trouble. How about. But, did, did you believe in the tooth fairy? Uh, I, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't remember. I don't remember about the rabbits and uh, whatever else Easter there bunny. was Easter bunnies, tooth Fairy. What was
1: the Easter bunny supposed to bring you? Uh, Is it uh, an Easter basket? Yeah. Is it Easter yeah, the, bunny? Easter, or do, or, yeah, an Easter does,
3: basket with. Uh, or wait
1: a second. Or does the Easter jelly bunny. Jelly
3: beans. Jelly beans and chocolate covered eggs. Never like jelly
1: beans. You know all that well, stuff. Why did they give you stuff? that crap? That jelly beans. Ugh, I never like jelly beans. Um, but no, it wasn't the Easter bunny supposed to hide the eggs. And, yeah, and, well, and the basket too. I, know, the basket was from your parents, and then the bunny brought the eggs.
3: No, he no the Easter. Well, in our house, I remember the Easter bunny hid the basket with the stuff in it.
1: Yeah, but what's the fun in that? It's better to go off and well, find the individual yeah, eggs. Yeah, and
3: then there were hidden eggs, too. Oh, there were hidden eggs. Yeah, with, like, jelly beans inside of those little plastic eggs. Well, the plastic eggs. Yeah.
1: But yeah. didn't they give the hard-boiled eggs, too? Those were in the basket. Oh, I know yeah. one thing I did with my mom that was cool as a kid. We would color eggs. Mm-hmm. You ever color eggs?
3: Yeah, I did them with my kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You'd hard-boil the eggs yep. first, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you'd get the food coloring. Yep. And I remember doing them a pretty blue color and all that. uh, Yeah, food coloring. All kind of psychedelic colors. Pretty cool. You know what else you can food color uh, for fishing? I've seen it done. I did it myself years ago. Bucktails. Nope. Bet you could, though. Smelt. eh? Oh, yeah,
3: sure. Food colored smelt. Yeah.
1: I saw. What color
3: would you do them? Red?
1: I did red. Yeah. And I did a green. And I did a yellow. Did it make a difference? Didn't work. Didn't make a difference at all. <laughs> but it sure sure as heck looked cool. Matter of uh, fact, I think I'm going to try that again. Yeah, why not? I'm going to go get yeah. some smelt and start food coloring. Oh,
3: we've always thought that uh, I a, if you a can... goldfish would be a great musky bait. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, how could that not work? How could they resist it?
1: <laughs> and, you know, I don't understand, Tom. They don't let us use goldfish up here, right? Invasive right. species. Yet, when I was down in Missouri, I stopped at this big bait shop. Yeah. No lie. The big really? The big giant. It's near, I think, Lake Stockton, Missouri. This is in like 1977. The big sign above it said, home of the master baiter is okay, what it said Is the bait ha ha shop. Ha ha. Ha. Yeah. Funny ha-ha. Right, right, Some redneck Missouri right. <laughs> place. And so I had to go into it. So I thought, well, there's a clever bait shop. I went in there, and I was amazed because they had these big tanks with all these giant, I guess, goldfish. But what do you call them? There's another name oh, for them. Oh, koi? Koi, yeah. yeah. And they were all different colors, yeah. And, yeah. And, and they're huge. And you know what they use them for? What? Trot lines. Oh, Yeah, I think okay. they use those for catfish for the trot lines down there. Now, why would they be legal to use down there and not up here? Last I checked, I don't think there's an infestation of koi and uh,
3: goldfish running amok in Maybe because in Missouri. those they would chop up for the trot lines. I don't they think so. They wouldn't leave them whole.
1: I don't know. Maybe, uh, don't know. what's the guy who's our cat fisherman would call us in? Maybe he's listening. Um, what's his
3: name? Did it begin with an A, Alton? Uh, I can't no. remember, but...
1: Yeah, maybe he'd know or somebody from down there, but I don't think they'd cut him up. Now, here's the thing too. Do you think a koi would wi- live through a Wisconsin winter? Winter? Uh, I don't know. Don't you think they'd just die? I don't know. I don't know. But some people put koi know. like my well, buddy landscapes and he'd put koi in like these yeah. little outdoor things in people's backyard and like yeah. their little fountain
3: it, or whatever. In maybe. Japan, it's a big thing. You know the koi in the in the and in the the northern island in Japan that gets really cold. They get a lot of snow and ice and all that. So maybe that.
1: the koi would live.
3: So yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, yeah. so we don't want to use them as bait because they no. might. And for trout you know, lines, got... on trout lines, you generally, if it was a big fish, like if those were bigger koi. You know, I mean, they didn't, they're not going to use a whole one. They're going to cut that up. Catfish are big, man. Yeah, but they're they still going to cut it up.
1: Now nah, the koi weren't like carp size. They oh. were only like you know oh. six I don't... seven. Oh, it, yeah. They yeah. Weren't... Then they use a whole one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they'd use a yeah. the whole one. Yeah, yeah. Man, I think. Well, don't you me... think that would work
3: though? Of course it would. Now, hey, let me ask you. The guy okay. who ran this bait shop was his name Virgil. Virgil. The reason I asked that is that one time I went down to Missouri. I had to pick up a boat. Well, everybody's named Virgil. Ha- I swear Virgil to God. Virgil and Bubba. Hey, half of the male Billy population Bob. in in Missouri is named Bubba. I, I'm not. I mean uh, Virgil. I mean, my wife and I were driving. We get off the interstate. We're driving down this road, and there's uh, Virgil's drugstore, Virgil's gas station, Virgil's this. Vir- and then when we get Virgil to. Virgil was mayor. Hey, then Virgil when, ran that town. And then when we get to Bass Pro shop, that's where we were headed. Bass Pro shops. Virgil's you get to Bass, Bass Pro shop, shop. The guy that come up and greet us to give me my vote. His name was Virgil. I swear to God, it was. We, my wife and I, laughed so hard. You know, Virgil, <laughs> Virgil. Everybody, how name many Virgils? Virgil. <laughs> Half of the state was Virgil. My like goodness, my brother Daryl and my other brother, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Darryl it and, was uh, one of
1: those deals. Yeah, it was one of those. I don't know. You know, uh, speaking of uh, bait, though, I've thought those you know big goldfish would work for pipe yeah. and muskies. Yeah. Uh, years ago, the neighbor lady out by Pewaukee, she liked to feed the birds. Yeah. Right, and she. Uh, well, first of all, I'll back up. It's I blame myself. I created a monster with the neighbor lady because I had the bunny rabbits in the middle of winter. Typically, this time of year, there's three, you know, four foot snowdrifts. Yeah, I would throw apples out for the bunny that lived underneath the deck. Okay, by the lake, and I could get that bunny so trained that as soon as I opened the window and it would hear the window squeak, it would come running out from under the deck. The one time I showed my buddy's little seven-year-old daughter, watch this, and oh, the bunny! Well, the neighbor lady, right? She, I I showed her me throwing an apple out, and this bunny coming up, and she was like, "I think, you know, I think she was enthralled." Mm -hmm. She was like, "Oh, wonderful! Look at the bunny!" And that became so. Then she went crazy and started like she'd be throwing garbage out onto the deck. It'd be (laughs) bread, right? Lettuce. Uh, all kinds of crap that rabbits don't eat, but rats do. Oh, and I'm trying okay. to tell her, hey, lady, you can't just throw any garbage out there yeah, and yeah, expect, yeah. expect Peter Cottontail to hop right, down the
3: trail. Right.
1: So, so, Or you're going to get a lot of seagulls
3: crapping on your deck. It, well, this is where I'm oh, leading to. So oh. then, it,
1: then winter became spring and spring became summer. So she continued this time by putting a bird feeder out
3: there, oh, right? Oh no!
1: And there's a tree there, and the and the birds were crapping all over the deck, and we didn't even get any good birds. We got the lousy sparrows and <laughs> some starlings, and yet she's feeding those birds. Well, as a byproduct, uh, it, it was kind of hanging over the edge of the water. So a lot of, when the when the birds and squirrels right, as yeah. well were in there, right. they'd get all the seed would go into the the into the water yeah. in about a foot of water. Well, that got all the bluegills they were conditioned to come on up and start eating okay and then th- throughout the summer not only bluegills but there'd be these big giant shiners yeah down there you could see yeah. them and then in the fall there were these baby carp that were hanging out there really and they were about like i don't know eight ten inches yeah baby carp and they got kind of a brownish kind of look to them okay. you know kind of like a goldfish and i always thought man if I could net some of those, and can you imagine using those instead of a sucker yeah. on a quick strike rig for monkeys? Because in the lake, yeah. that's what they're naturally feeding yeah. on. They're eating small yeah. carp. I think and that would, orange color. Yeah, I will, think it would be killer. So I think yeah. next year I'm going to put a bird feeder out over the edge of the water, and I'm going to cultivate my little farm there. And, and get then, some carp. And in the fall, I'm going to get some carp, little carp to use. Hey, why not? That's my plan course, we right, we'll have not? birds
3: crapping all over the
1: place, so maybe I well, shouldn't
3: do it. Well, let me know when you do it. <laughs> baby carp is ba-
1: bait. If anybody's ever there used baby go.
3: carp um, yeah, is bait. 799-1250, let us know. We're going to go to a break right now. Sam, you ready for a break? Take us to it right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: but cutting edge outdoors hey Merry Christmas everybody and uh thanks for listening and uh Tom I'm real excited I I, I just went and got my uh, cup of coffee yeah and the package uh, I used a different kind it it's it had Starbucks label on it it's called uh cafe Verona or something like yeah. that yeah so yeah. it's pretty good yeah. and I and now I'm I'm excited I got my Starbucks gift certificates. Now I know what kind of coffee I'm going to go get.
3: Oh. I got to use those yet. Hey, good news for our listeners today. You know, the All Canada show is going to be next week, January 3rd to the 5th. And uh, I've got two sets of two tickets so you know, sometime during the show, I'll be giving away these free tickets. So two so, sets of two. So every it behooves people to listen. Yeah, they so better when listen. So Tom
1: says call and get free stuff,
3: yep, you got to call. Yep. So we'll do those at different times different during the times show when you least expect it. That's right. And uh,
1: so don't go to the bathroom or anything except during commercial breaks because you don't want Tom <laughs> giving those tickets away. <laughs> Although you could Uh,
3: always probably call from your cell from the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know, Dan, this is the time of the year. Well, coming up will be the time of the year when we're going to see new advertising. It usually starts around in January when all the national fishing shows start because they're usually on from mid-January to mid-April, something like that. You know, I think it's a 13-week season. So we're going to start seeing new ads And what they're going to be is it's going to be, let's say, a pro bass fisherman that last year was saying, ooh, ooh, this Joe Blow lure was the best darn crankbait I've ever used. You got to get some. Now, this year, you're going to see the same person, right? And he's going to be saying... Ooh, ooh! This lady dynamic whiz is the best darn ca- crankbait you're gonna find. You know, they're gonna be switching. You, you just watch. You mark my words. They're gonna be well, switching. You're gonna see a lot of that did stuff. Did you ever,
1: you know, in your pro bass pro TV career, did you ever get given some product to advertise and I would, and you had to get up there and say, I really catch a lot of bass on the double bended. Crotch rocket. I uh, I had whoopie
3: spoon. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a number of personal service contracts. That's what generally what we would do. then is personal service That's what contracts. They call
1: it a personal service contracts. Yeah,
3: and uh, and of course they sent you free stuff, you mm-hmm. know, because you had to use their stuff mm-hmm. and all that. But I never used something that I didn't believe in, and I and even if they weren't sponsoring me, I'd still keep using it. Here's the thing. Uh, remember the bottom line electronics? Remember those? Bottom line. Well anyway. Was that uh, when the when the when the early, early yeah, units they, they first would, came out? They would draw pictures of, you know, they would be little round fish. Oh small yeah, yeah. Ones, I had one of those. Ones. Uh, yeah. I had
1: a portable one yeah. that I could put on my little aluminum boat. In fact, right. I took it to Canada. You'd clamp right. it on and it ran yeah. on a couple of D batteries. Yeah. Well, they had the, the big batteries. screen.
3: They had the big screen one too and all that. And I had a personal service contract with them, you know. And I had two of them on the boat, and I was fishing uh Oh, it was on Pewaukee Lake, the the, the Milwaukee uh, chapter of Muskie Zinc chapter challenge or whatever. It's the one that they have in spring, the Muskie mm-hmm. tournament in spring. And I'm fishing that, and I was with a guy from this outboard motor company. And we were in about 10, 12 feet of water. And I'm looking at my unit, and I said, boy, there's a lot of fish down there. Now, I had been with Bottom Line at that time for probably a good seven, eight months. I said, look at all those fish down there. So I guess. walked to the back of the boat, looked down, because I could see down there, right? Right. There was nothing down there. There were some weeds, you know, but there was nothing there. Did you have it in display mode? No, 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 not in that <laughs> part where they would where you'd play a game, actually. Remember, they would have a game on it and all that. Well, anyway. So I said, Well, wait a minute, that's not right. And it seemed like almost, almost, no matter we went where we went in the lake, there were fish below us, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, there's no damn fish down. We, we were in five feet of water one time and it's showing us fish. And, and I And there were no there, fish. No, there's no fish. So I called bottom line and I said, Hey man, uh, you know, I had I talked to the director of marketing, sales, right, whatever. Right. And I said, This thing's showing me pictures of fish when there are no fish. And he says, Well, yeah, it'll do that. He says, It'll show pictures of fish on air bubbles, on current, on leaves. I mean, I mean, I I said, I can expect it on like leaves. I can expect it on air bubbles, but currents and stuff, I mean, just anything. Oh, yeah, sometimes it'll just show pictures of fish. And I says, Well, Maybe you ought to let people know that you know because that I mean that or, gives people a false sense or that just the sensitivity or to something. Filter I that said out. there's got to be something that you can do about it. He says no, it's a great sales tool. And I said, well, I will. You can continue to use my name and likeness, but I'm sending you back these units, and right. and they, and of course they stop paying me <laughs> every month. Uh, so. No, there was one that even though I was getting paid to say how wonderful it was, I couldn't I couldn't do that. I could right. not do that. And then there's stuff like I mean, little well, like mini mites. I don't get paid by mini by Frank from Mite. I don't get nothing from him. I mean, yeah, I get some free mini-mites, you know. Hat. Because I've, I, and hat, yeah, got the hats. Got some nice hats. Yeah, but the thing is, is that. Thanks, Frank. Yeah, Frank would, you know, I mean, we've known each other for many years, so, you know, he well, gives me some free deal. mini mice. But, you know, the thing is I promote him Danny, even though right. I don't get paid for it. Well, here's the
1: deal <clears throat> for our listeners out there. When I and Tom promote a, a bait mm-hmm. or a lure or anything, you can take it to the, house that it's gospel that it's working for us yeah
3: that we actually getting, use it because
1: we're not getting paid by right. these companies so when i say for example uh the greatest jerk bait i discovered at door county was that mega bass vision yeah, 110 right, 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 in, right. in what's called the elegy bone color right take it to the bank man i'm not getting paid by them i'm right. telling you about a bait that right. was dynamite right 25 but it's dynamite yeah, it works um when yeah. you tell people about the mini mites take it to the bank
3: they work. They work. I use them. And see, and that's just it. You know, I mean, if you're, if, I mean, granted, I realized that the bass fishing circuit, the pro circuit, the walleye circuit, and all those other ones, I mean, yeah, granted, it's a money driven industry. The guys out there and gals are in it to make some money. But there has to be some integrity. Now, here's one thing I did back in, I think it was 1979 or 1980. I think it was 1980. Well, anyway. There was an ad in a magazine for a lure. And there was a picture of me holding a bass, a big one. And the caption said, you know, Tom Neubauer holding a six-pound bass. Now, I didn't catch that bass on the lure that was in the ad. Mm -hmm. I caught it on a buzzbait. But it didn't say I caught it on the lure that was in the ad. So it was kind of a misdirection. No lying involved. Just a just a person would assume that. Oh, he must have caught that bass on this lure, which well, even though I didn't, I've so. I've uh,
1: heard stories about certain big name musky guys who will remain nameless. Who good? We don't want to get sued. People, <laughs> they'll have a picture holding a uh, a big musky, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'll take a picture of themselves holding that same what looks to be that same big muskie wearing a different shirt or oh, different hat. Oh, yes. different, you Oh, know? Yes, yes. So it looks like you, you know, take three different pictures yep. with three different outfits, and you can claim I got three different giant yep. muskies and make yourself look even
3: more like a hero. I, I, I did that, okay, with different hats, different shirts by sponsors, you know, but... I didn't try to let, I didn't want people to think it was different muskies or different bass or different anything, right? It was like for promo pictures for that particular product, okay? Right. So not I didn't, wasn't trying to fool people that, no oh, I caught all these Well, I saw Ron fish, Johnson but... did that fishing yeah. with me. Yeah. He'd, he'd
1: oh, switch, yeah, she just starts changing. Hat, uh, you know, <laughs> here, take a picture with this, take a picture with this. It's all, yeah. I guess, marketing and so it forth. It is, it is. So yeah, I guess you're not is. necessarily saying you caught it, but you're wearing something while you're promoting. Yeah.
3: And they might put out an ad or they might put out a flyer or something showing you wearing their apparel holding a fish. At, you know. Well, you
1: know, the fanciest apparel that I will wear is the stuff that the good folks at baitmate were nice enough yeah. to give me. I got yeah. this hoodie right here, right? This is a great fishing hoodie. Yeah. Uh, Bait Mate hat, that got a little bit ragged. I tossed that. I'll have to maybe, uh, I'll ask him for a new one next year. Otherwise, I got my new Rocky Mount right. Foundation oil skin <laughs> hat here, yeah. which I love. Um, but I don't normally go out trying to look like a walking Billboard. I'm normally pretty much the guy wearing the flannel and the camo, right. not trying to look like I'm uh, a uh, race car driver or somebody wearing all the my yeah. neatly pressed shirts and pants and yeah. trying to look all professional. Now, I know a lot yeah. of the guys do have to. I mean, well, they, they got, got to. to. They got the the truck, they got the boat, well, it's all When they're fishing and... the
3: tournaments, they're wearing the shirts with all the names on it. That's because those companies are paying for all that All the patches spot. and stuff. Yeah, they're stuff. paying for that, yeah. What? Hey, we... oh We got to wanna... go to break? Yeah, well, we're going to do this right now. Well, what are we going to do right now? Yeah, you are fine. out. Here.
4: I'm going to eat you! <laughs> I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly!
3: The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. You know, people like going out for fish fries on Friday. Then there's a lot of good places. You can even call us and tell us your favorite fish fry place, you know. And I really like the ones that are all you can eat. Of course, those are the best ones, right? But if they're serving potato pancakes, I really like those. Sometimes I like them over some of the other sides, potato. But, you know, you can make those potato pancakes at home when you're making fish at home. All you got to do is, let's say, have four medium potatoes, you can shred them or grate them any way you want. Uh you get about a half to one finely chopped onion, half a cup of a quarter cup of flour, three large eggs, a little salt and pepper to taste. Put you know, mash them together and fry them. That's all there is to it. They turn out wonderful. They're really good. And and I don't see why they wouldn't be good for you. But yeah. Oh, and you gotta with the with the potato pancakes, what do you gotta have with it? Applesauce. You did you know that? Mm-mm. Or maybe it's just me. Anyway, the Sounds gut report good, is though. brought. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price selection and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee, and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Rumors spreading round.
1: That you know, takes his time.
3: the right shack outside the game. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you want to go. <laughs>
1: this is a cool song, man. Yeah, it right is. Oh, cool my.
3: <laughs> green.
1: They got a lot of nice girls. <laughs> you know what they're talking about, don't you? Uh,
3: I don't always pay attention to it. About the girls? Yeah. yeah. I just, I, just, I just
1: like the song. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah it's fine. Welcome back to this Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for hanging around the Grange with us today. And uh, speaking of products, Tom, Yeah. I was saying, you know, like our listeners can take it to the bank when we're giving advice. Um, I mentioned, uh, uh, was it last week? I mentioned I got that new trigger sp- uh, spring for my Mini 14. Now, that isn't in yet. I took it to a a guy, and it's going to be a while because he's got so many firearms to to work on, but they're going to replace the spring. Now, you can go online, and YouTube shows you how to do it. You take the trigger assembly out, and then they actually do test it after, and it lowers it down by a couple of pounds from like six pounds to four pounds. Um, So once I get that back, I will take my Mini-14 out to the range and do some shooting at 100 and 200 yards, and give you a report it it should help the accuracy in fact my mini 14 shoots better at, than than typically advertised the mini 14 kind of got a bad rap as not being as super accurate uh more of a close in you know close range type 100 yard or less firearm that you have thrown in the back of your pickup truck and you pull it out to take a pop at a coyote or whatever uh but mine's pretty accurate and i think this trigger will really help i uh, another uh, so another. Oh, can I can I yeah.
3: interject real quick? Uh, Ken had wrote wrote in last week, right? That he has that twenty two and he wants to know how it works out. So Ken, we're just letting you know a couple of weeks down the road, sometime in uh, January. But if you go, you If you, you know. go
1: online, you'll see him demonstrate how, and you'll you'll end up ordering one because for only sixteen bucks, it's from that one place, something Carbo down in Florida. Uh, Ex military guy runs a gun shop down there. And uh, yeah, so I would say go ahead and get it because it's, it's, it's going to work. Uh, also, um, another suggestion I would give many of our listeners out there probably own a Ruger 1022. Now, the Ruger 1022 is probably one of the best sold Rugers of all time. It's probably one of the most popular 22s. In the U.S. Yeah, and that's one, the one I have. And, yeah. and it's one of the most frequently modified because they got all kinds of trick yeah. trick parts. I mean, you can, you can modify it where it looks like a, a mini, where it looks like an AK or something. You can, <laughs> and, and you can get rounds that go 10, 25 rounds. Um, in fact, when they were talking all this assault weapon kind of ban stuff years ago... This is what got a lot of people up in arms about. Is they thought, well, by your definition of an assault rifle, my Ruger 10/22 that I shoot squirrels with is going to be confiscated by yeah. the government because it's a quote assault
3: rifle. Yeah, because it can shoot ten shots or twenty five. So it's just
1: yeah. yeah, it's so it's just a uh, it's, but it's just a twenty two for squirrel hunting. Um, but I did order a new trigger. Now some other some of the Ruger 10/22s had decent triggers from what I understand. Mine had a had a trigger pull. I got a Lyman trigger gauge, which cost me eighty bucks. Uh, But mine would break at about five and a half to six pounds of pressure, which Mm -hmm. is a lot of pressure. You're trying to squeeze on a squirrel's head, and that's you know, unless you you got a rest, you're going to shake off the thing trying to squeeze that trigger off. Mm -hmm. Um, So Timney triggers is a big aftermarket one for many many firearms. Timney triggers, but Timney trigger offered a replacement trigger do you, you want to know how much that replacement trigger would cost for the for the Ruger rifle yeah what Yeah, about 200 bucks it costs oh, as much as what the almost Ruger as much as the rifle yeah but Ruger came out with what they I think they call it the BX22 replacement trigger they came out with it about I don't know a year and a half ago and when I first tried to get one online they were sold out mm-hmm. and for good reason it's a drop in replacement trigger assembly the whole trigger assembly for your Ruger 1022 and it breaks it around, I don't know, I haven't measured it since I got it put in mine, but it's a crisp, clean trigger. I'm thinking it's between three and four pounds. I haven't, I, I haven't measured it, but I did measure it on some squirrel's heads this week, and it yeah, worked. Yeah. And you can get that replacement. And as an added bonus, the magazine release uh, is improved as well because it comes with a, a real nice kind of I don't know how to describe it kind of a lever that you can just push and easily release. It pops uh, pops out, out as opposed to the current one where you got to kind of reach underneath there yep, yep, yep so it's it's a great fix for your Ruger 1022 go out I think you can get them for about 60 bucks I'm sure Midwestern shooter supply get one of yeah. those drop it in there and you'll make your squirrel hunting firearm even better
3: that's right. Yeah, that's right. The squirrel hunting season will be all through uh, January and part Janu- of February. January 31st. Now, yeah, January 31st. this,
1: believe it or not, is the best time of year to go out and get yourself a giant fox squirrel. Because the 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 big squirrels this time of year put on like a big winter coat, mm-hmm. and they get big and fat and sassy. Even if, even if you notice like your neighborhood gray squirrels, they tend to get pretty plump oh, yeah, and furry yeah. this time of year. And they get... The thing with the gray squirrels, they get those white tufts behind their ears this time of year, and it's kind of a winter thing. You don't see it uh, earlier in the year, but now's the time to go, you know, if you want to get yourself a big one and get it mounted on a log. A couple of years ago, I went out one nice snowy morning and I I snuck up. I, I, I sniped one big fox squirrel out of a tree, and then there was this one big giant oak tree with lots of holes and stuff. And I always thought there's got to be a giant squirrel living in there, uh, if not a family of raccoons. And I walked up there and just in the fresh snow, in the fresh yeah. snow, there's squirrel tracks going right to the tree. Uh-oh. And I circled the tree and there's no squirrel tracks leaving. So I thought, you know what? That, that sucker, he's up there. So I start circling the tree, circling the tree. And after a couple of minutes, I finally see a little tuft of, of hair and I, I can see what I, a squirrel's ear. And I put the scope up and sure enough, that son of a gun is up there. So I had to do a trick. I read about it in a magazine where if you're going to shoot vertically straight up, you lay flat on your back, mm-hmm. uh, bend your knees, and then take one leg and cross it over the other. And you can use that. You oh, use okay. kind of you kind of use your knee and shin as a rifle rest, okay, and the rifle goes straight back into your shoulder, so you really it's really pretty stable because you're not trying to hold the firearm horizontal, right? Right. Where you can start shaking, right? Right. And I drilled that baby. And that, was a, <laughs> that was a two and a half pound fox squirrel. Oh wow! I haven't got one that big since my days back in Missouri, where yeah. where my brother once got a three pounder down there. Wow. But someday I'd like to get, this sounds crazy, bucket list, someday I'd like to get a three-pound fox squirrel and put it on a log. And I may have to take a trip down to Missouri. I, it, this sounds crazy, but I may actually plan a trip to go down and do a week of squirrel hunting down in the Ozarks. Just to get that one big fox. Just to get those big fox squirrels. I mean, there's some mm. big ones in Wisconsin, yeah. too. Yeah, I missed the big one with the handgun years ago. Mm. Oh, man, it was a monster. That's tough, though, with a handgun. You know, well, one of my pro- one of my proudest moments with my uh, Ruger handgun was when I shot a limit of five squirrels, mm-hmm. a mixture of grays and fox up in Shawano County near Green Bay. So what do I do? I, I drive back to Green Bay, and I, I go to my old girlfriend's house, and I, I knock on her door. There I am wearing camel, and her mom never liked me. I <laughs> guess I can kind of see why they weren't hunters. Anyway... I I asked her to come on out in the her front yard and take a picture of me with my five squirrels holding my pistol. Yeah. And I still have that old polaroid yeah. today of me with the pistol yeah. and the squirrels. One of my proudest moments ever yeah. getting five squirrels with that pistol.
3: Well, I I had one proud mo- moment with a uh, Ruger. Uh it was called uh, the Single 6 the 22 handgun. Um I hit us and I have two brothers that verified it because all they kept saying I you know, was just one lucky son of a gun, uh, that uh, a, a rabbit at full run, I actually hit it. Oh got And it? you know how fast they go. Oh, yeah. That baby, he was making it from, from a tree line to the swamp. He's running across, and it was my third shot. And I actually we, – we You rolled him? Yep. Yeah, we, we, we went – Excuse me. We went into the swamp where his tracks sh- showed where right. he went in, and about three feet into the swamp, there he was. And your brothers going, and, oh, and yeah, they're, they're going, awesome. you lucky son of a gun! You blah blah blah. You know it was so funny. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I must admit, it was pretty lucky. Well, <laughs> I no hit, skill there. <laughs> I hit one on the run once with, oh, my, with my with
1: my with my open sighted twenty two years ago. Uh, I jumped one. This is up in Brown County near. Yeah, near where I lived in Green Bay, it had a great rabbit woods, and uh, I jumped it, and it was running away from me, and I shot, and I grazed it. Mm-hmm. I could just find, I just found a little blood, mm-hmm. little drops of blood, but I obviously it was a flesh wound. Yeah, so I was close to getting that yeah. thing. Now my oh. brother, one time in Missouri, there was a pond between two two uh, woodlots, and he was there were all, always ducks on that pond, and. He, he he knew there'd probably be ducks there. He has a marlin thirty nine a twenty two yeah. so he folded the back sight down, so he'd just have the bead like yeah. a shotgun. and sure enough, he jumped the duck off the pond. it flew up it was off flying. He drilled it one really? shot with the twenty two took it out of the air. That's pretty good. no, of course, it was highly illegal, and uh, I yeah. don't think the duck season probably wasn't needed ever. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's a college well. kid and well, you've seen my and it was Missouri, yeah, so
3: who cares? You've seen my uh, ability to shoot squirrels with a 22. <laughs> Lacking to say the least. <laughs> hey, we gotta go to a break, folks. We'll be right back with more. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. And of course, we got Sam on the boards with us today as usual. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, what do we got? Good old cream. What do we got? Some jazz going here or something? What the
3: heck is this? Strange Brew. Yeah,
2: Tommy Dose.
3: That cream is. They were an awesome group. I was never into cream. No, Ginger Baker, uh, Eric Clapton, and Jack Bruce.
1: I I wasn't into Eric Clapton either. Those seem to be kind of like like Stoner. Yeah, what I couldn't understand
3: is that those three guys could make so much music. There was just three of them, you know, and they did so much with just those three. But anyway, we got the Hornswoggle. Yeah, and, we got a
1: contestant already yeah, on the Hornswoggle. Dan, and...
3: yeah, Dan from Fox Point knew it was coming up, so he called right away. We didn't even get a chance to even announce it. The early bird gets the Hornswoggle <laughs> yeah, worm is. is what I always say. Is Dan, is Dan on the line? Oh, hi, Dan. On? Hi. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, hey, happy new year. Haven't talked to you in a while.
4: No, it's been... Um... Several months, I have a hard time getting up now that I've
3: retired. Yeah, hey. yeah, I know. Hey, I'll isn't join- that something? <laughs> I'll be joining you there at some
1: point in a couple months myself. Uh. So here we go. We were just talking about squirrel hunting, Dan. So I'm going to go right along those lines. Um, the fox squirrel, actually the biggest uh, subspecies of fox squirrel is located in South America, and they refer to it as El Tigre. I'm going to go Hornschwagel. Hornschwagel.
3: <laughs> el Tigre.
1: They, they call the jaguar. The jaguar. L-L-T-Grey. They call it L- I think it's LT gray It's E-L-T-I-G-R-E, I believe. I don't know how, how you pronounce it. I think it's LT gray Yeah. Yeah, that's how they, yeah. They okay. don't like the L-T-Greys down there. No, they'll These kill jaguars. you. Jaguars. Well, yeah. Kill you. But a leopard, <laughs> I think a leopard, an uh, African leopard is worse. But, okay, so you're one for one. Um, There is a gland Beneath the armpit of a squirrel when you're cleaning it, fleshy kind of a gland that you want to cut out when you're cleaning your squirrel. Horn or no horn well,
4: I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna say no
1: horng. That's a no horn right. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a it's a fatty kind of a fatty kind of a thing. Now when I clean the squirrels now, I've gotten lazy. I just keep the back legs now. They're, they're just like chicken wings. And so let's see if you would have got the last one. Uh, the uh, Let's see. The largest species of gray squirrel is the tough-eared Salvadoran gray squirrel, horn or no horn schwaggle. Well, oh, that's no horn schwaggle. No, that's a horn schwaggle. Oh, come on. <laughs> the old tufty eared oh, yeah. Salvadoran <laughs> gray squirrel, I'll tell you.
4: There ain't a tougher squirrel in the world. Than, oh. um, hey, I, hey, I screwed that one up. I meant the other, and I said... Okay, oh. that's a, all
3: right. All right. Well, you... you, Yeah. You do win the ten dollars gift certificate to Carl's Country Market out there in Menominee Falls, so right on the corner of uh, Silver Spring and Pilgrim. So I hope you use it wisely.
1: And uh, yeah, so we'll put you on hold, Dan, and uh, Sam will get your uh, address information there.
4: Appreciate
0: it. All right, right,
1: nice talking to you. Yep, you too, guys. Okay, bye now. Dan knows his squirrels yeah. there. I couldn't fool him.
3: That's right. Can
1: Hornschwaggle. <laughs> you got to get up pretty early in the morning to Hornschwaggle old Dan in Fox yep. Point.
3: I got to do this. This is important. The prize contests on the Cutting Edge Outdoors are the sole responsibility of the Cutting Edge Outdoors radio show and its sponsors. Any questions or comments should be directed to Guys at yahoo.com. And uh, speaking of that, we will have that contest... Uh, for the African safari, that'll be coming up a little later. Should one of get the guy- a call. Yeah. yeah, one of the guys will be calling us, and uh, so we got that coming up. You know, Dan. Yeah, uh, I got to bring this up. What what I do? La- no, you didn't do anything. But I've did. been I've been keeping a watch a little bit to see what outdoor Wisconsin is like.
1: Now. Oh, being as you left it. Yeah, I was on it, it
3: for thirty years. You were the
1: fishing. Uh, what do you call Ed- educator, it? Educator.
3: Yeah. Okay. And the thing was is that, you know, when the show started, it was about fishing, hunting, nature, animals, things like that, you know, and it became very popular, you know, really popular. And over the years, though, they started trying to appease other groups. You know, they'd have skateboarding segments, uh, dried flower arranging, you know, all kinds of weird stuff. You know, one time they had a segment on, okay, I'm not making this up. Okay. You ever see walking sticks, those ones that are extendable? They're made out of, like, plastic, whatever. They're extendable for people of different heights. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, the the one person, they did a segment on walking through the Kettle Moraine with these walking sticks and walking with another person who had the walking sticks and was explaining how to use the walking sticks. The following week, they had the part two. That was how to walk through the Kettle Moraine without the walking sticks. They were freaking (laughs) walking. So anyway, so I've been watching the show and Outdoor Wisconsin is a night. You know what it is now? It's a it's a travelogue show. And which is fine. I mean it's a it's done very well. The videography, the well, audio, and everything. Dan Small is a great host. Well, they got the other show, not to interrupt, the other show,
1: yeah. which is Discover Wisconsin. Yeah, well and that's which, been around a while. And, and 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 that kind of just shows you it's, all a around the it's a travel yeah. state. It's a it's kind of like it should be sponsored by the Wisconsin Bureau of uh, tourism. tourism.
3: Yeah, same well, same thing with That's Wisconsin. That's what's happening. Yeah, it's it's totally changed. Now, in the last, oh god, it's been a while. Uh, anyway, Dan actually showed something this past week on hunting. It was how to clean a pheasant. How to get the breast meat and the legs and, you know, the Okay. I mean, he actually, I mean, otherwise it's all this other stuff that it's a, like I said, it's a nice travelogue show, but maybe they could just change the name instead of Outdoor Wisconsin to Travel Wisconsin. You know, I think that would be more apropos.
1: So, so here's my idea, Tom. Okay. Now someone's going to listen to it and steal it now, but you know, they got a lot of outdoor shows, uh, fishing every species. Uh, they've got, uh, bird hunting. You'll see ducks. Larry Smith does a lot of. Bird yeah, hunting as yep. well. Um, John
3: Gillespie, not so
1: much. No. Um,
3: Why does he have the woods even in his the, the show the, the name of the show? I don't know. It just,
1: <laughs> just sounds good. Um, anyway. Okay. Then, and um, pheasant hunting, you got rooster tails yeah. where they're out yeah. doing the pheasant hunting. And then you got the deer hunting
3: ones. Yeah. There's a lot of shows out yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Um, my idea would be to have a small game show. Mm hmm. Basically, where you're featuring small game hunts.
3: Go to different states and all yeah, that. Yeah, for
1: squirrels, for rabbits, for yeah. jackrabbits, for snowshoe hare, yeah. for varmint hunting. If you're gonna go shoot, uh, you could even get into maybe some predator hunting as well. Sure. Sure. Uh, but the small game, and uh, you know, it'd be it'd be pretty cool. You know, yeah. here's a Missouri. Hunt for squirrels. Yeah. Now we go down and go with the guys that use dogs, yeah. and where they they hunt them. They hunt. They call. You know what they call the gray squirrels down south? They call them cat squirrels. Oh yeah. Because they're they're so quick and agile. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as opposed to the more cumbersome fox squirrels, which are bigger and bulkier. Yeah. Okay. But you could you could uh, shoot. I could get a GoPro camera nowadays. Put mm-hmm. it on the brim of my hat. And probably narrate as I stalk through the woods shooting squirrels with yeah. my 22.
3: You know, I I, I got to remember to tell you this. And, and I'd call it oh, go ahead. Bushy Tails. Well, that would be would a that be no brainer. That would, the, would, wasn't that the name that of the, name the, of the of my co- Column years yeah. ago. Yeah. With Bushy Tails. How could you not call it Bushy Tails? You know? Yeah. You'd have to. And
1: once I retire, all I got to do is get some big name sponsors, maybe Ruger. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'll travel the world and do my small game
3: show. There you go. Hey, last night I was uh, tra- channel surfing, and it there was a show called Fish Attack. There was like a part one, two, and three. Fish Attack. The the one I remember. I mean, I didn't watch the whole things. I'm just going in and out. The guys uh, catching a blue marlin or something like that. Some big marlin, right? and he's got a rod and reel, and he's fighting it, you know, and this thing is pretty good size, and the thing's jumping out of the water. It gets behind the back of the boat, which is, a you know, a good-sized boat, and he's sitting in one of those chairs. The thing jumps out of the water towards the boat, hits the side of the boat, you know, that big old long spear of a nose they have? The bill. Right in the guy's mouth. <laughs> oh, jeez, was that terrible. Yeah. Those fish can be dangerous, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Man,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't we, think I'm gonna go film doing that. I, I don't I, think I want to do that. stick to either. shooting squirrels Yeah, with there you old go. ruger there. There you yeah, go. Yeah, no fishing segments. All right, hey, folks,
3: this is uh 1250 a.m. or 1057 FM. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Stay tuned for the second hour of the Skipper Buds cutting edge outdoors.
2: The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Oh, <laughs> you're on the crazy train. Oh! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
3: That's right, folks, this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoor. Skipper Buds is where you go for any type of watercraft you might want. If you're looking for a $300 uh, inflatable or a $3 million yacht, they got it for you at Skipper Buds. This is uh, the, uh, what do you call it? We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. If you want to get a hold of us, just uh, call us at 414-799-1250 or email us live. At CEO guys at yahoo.com and right now Danny yep first eh, not the first person let's do like the third person all right make make uh Make them work call call bit. quick
1: 799 1250. Yeah. What are they going to get?
3: They're going to get two free tickets to the All, uh, Canada, All, Canada, All Canada show. All Canada show. Yeah.
1: It's the All Canada two show. Two free tickets and
3: I know All Canada I haven't heard show. I those ads yet, but they That's... normally
1: have that little jingle. Yep. All oh yeah, Canada it's on our show. show. Yes, yeah, it shows the geese flying over.
3: Yeah. It's the TV ads. I see yeah. the ads on TV. But uh yeah, 799 well, 1250. We got a lot of callers somebody already. somebody from
1: the All Ca- Canada sh- Canada show. Yeah, buddy? next
3: week. Yeah, next week. Somebody. Who's coming out? I don't know. What do you mean? We don't know. We don't know. Well, it's come just, on, we got to know. Well, that's because all oh, Canada doesn't. It's your know.
1: show, Tom. You got to know what's going. Co- who's coming they, in?
3: They don't know. Oh, they can't just let anybody come in. I mean, there you go. well, they got to make up their mind who's going to call. Oh, so they got to decide. Yeah, they got. to Oh, gotta they're decide. not
1: coming in. They're calling.
3: They're just calling. Yeah, they're uh, going to call in. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, though I'm sure they don't want to travel over here and then have to travel back to State Fair Park and all that Isn't stuff. Isn't it you know? Jeff normally calls us from uh N- No, it's well, yeah, Jeff has from Wow, uh, oh, from should... from the from where Ron is, goes all the yeah, time, the on Eagle
1: Lake. Why can't we think of that right know, now? I'm such a bonehead right now. Brain fart here, but yeah, he normally calls. They got a wonderful place up there. Talk to uh if you, anybody wants information on it. Ron Heidenreich's writes the one, and my brother-in-law Forrest goes there every doggone. Out- Is it Temple Bay Lodge? That's it. Thank the Temple you. Temple Bay. Okay. See. Temple Bay. I knew if yeah. I, you know, put a tracer into my cortex on that, eventually yeah. there would be a retrieval sometime. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so the all, Ca- all Canada Show.
3: Yeah. But otherwise, that guy named Norm McCrate. They call him the Great. The McCrate. Great McCrate. Yeah. He he'll call maybe, and o- over the years they both have done it. So yeah, we'll find out next week who's going to call. Tell us all about the All Canada Show. And um, but yeah, you know, and I'm going to be getting given away a couple more free tickets today or yeah. next week. No, today. Oh, because next week's the show. So, and I'm going to mail these out this morning if I don't forget. Because I go right by that mailbox. remember, last week I said I go oh, right yeah, by yeah. the mailbox. Well, you got one addressed envelope there. No, not no. It's I got to put whoever's online. I got to put their address oh, for whoever on. there. And then the other one I got here. Or what's his name? You got the stamps on them. Yeah, got them. Send that out to what's his face. Yep. And uh, But the thing is, last week I said, yeah, I'm going to mail this because there's a post office and right you over forgot. there. Hi- yeah, did not go into it. What's going on, Tom? <laughs> so I, well, I mailed it on All those I think concussions it was
1: you had as a but, kid, I'll tell you. Yeah, It's kind of affected you. So uh, I'll tell you about my trip up to uh, Sparta, oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, you yeah. went up to Sparta. So my Christmas, Tom, was probably one of the greatest, bestest ever Christmases Uh I went up by myself and was by myself for Christmas. Yeah. And I didn't talk to anybody for Christmas. It was great. I was just out in the yeah. woods. I spent a lot of time walking. So I got up there the first day and I pulled out Betsy Lou, my Ruger 1022, with the new uh, trigger, and I thought I'd walk up the ridge and relive the moment where I walked up on that, on that big buck last month and didn't pull the trigger in time. So I walked up the ridge and I looked up there and I thought, yeah, that's where he was standing and then he bounded over the ridge gone. So then I continued on up to the top of the ridge. And the one thing up there, Tom, is these uh these deer up, when you go up on top of these mountain goat ridges in that in that country up there, they do not expect people to be on top of those ridges because it's so difficult yeah, to get yeah, up there. yeah, in fact, one ridge I climb up is outright dangerous. I shouldn't be doing it at my age, but, ah, what the heck, if I fall and break my neck, it's probably a better way to go than a nursing home. <laughs> so anyway, uh, sure enough, I knew I should be carrying my crossbow and not my 22, because walk, I'm i walking along the ridge. I look, and there's a deer's head, and I look, and there's a bedded-down doe just laying there looking at me about 35 yards away. Had I had my crossbow, I could have tried to drill it right sure. in the neck. Uh, So I talked to it for a little bit. I said, hey, little dummy, uh, why don't you get out of here? And And then it stood up and looked at me, went bounding off. A couple days later, I was uh, uh, squirrel hunting. And I was on another part of the farm, though, there. And way up on top of a ridge, uh, very top, and this is where it's dangerous to climb up to, um, these crows are going crazy and they're landing. So that Mm -hmm. tells me one
3: thing. There's something there. Yeah,
1: there's something there. So I made note to self that I'm going to have to climb up that goat trail and try on my hands and knees, get to the top and see, because I figure there might be a dead deer up there. So I, as fate may have it, the squirrels were out, but they were on top also. I could see them way up near the top of the ridge. So finally I thought after about half an hour, well, you got to go where they're at. So I climbed to the very top of the ridge. And uh, I set myself on, uh, up against a tree, and I was shooting almost vertically, straight up. I managed to roll two fox squirrels and a gray squirrel, and it's funny. I'd shoot them. They'd hit, and they'd roll down the ridge, and they'd land, and they'd, there's a little ledge where there's a deer trail. All three of the squirrels were laying next to each other on the deer right. trail when I went up. And uh, so the new trigger was working great, and then when I did climb up there... There was a buck up on top there that the crows had been feeding on. The coyotes oh. pretty much got most of it, yeah. but I'm guessing a, a deer got hit during the gun season or bow season went on top of that ridge and died. Um, so it was kind of okay. cool getting up there and, and just seeing it. What do you got there?
3: Uh, I don't know. He's. Uh, Why are you all preoccupied that's, that's over the there? the
2: address for the contestant winner.
3: This one down here, what's the other one?
2: Oh, I just had to rewrite it.
3: Oh, okay, and uh, we've got a caller online. I'm sorry, I was getting a little confused. Yep, we uh, got yeah. Jim in Hayworth, Illinois. You look kind of befuddled over there. Hey, hey, Jim. Good morning. How are you? Good. You're calling from where?
0: From Hayworth, Illinois. I'm. You uh, guys wanted to talk about the All Canada Show this morning, so Yay! I thought I'd call you and fill you in. Oh, right, right, you're good. with the
3: All Canada Show. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, well, we didn't. We, know, we thought Tom. we were getting a call next week. Well, we're glad to get a call this <laughs> yeah. week. I'm glad to get a call anytime. Tom's happy. So tell us all about it.
0: Well, this is the 37th uh, year for the All Canada Show. That's my goodness! I can't believe I've been going to it since since I was a kid, and and now I'm I'm glad to be part of the show, and and uh, love coming to Milwaukee. We had a great time there last year, and it's going to be a three day show. It's from January 3rd to the 5th, and uh, all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff going on at the Milwaukee County Sports Complex is where we're going to have it. Oh, that's right!
3: It's year. at the Sports Complex, not yeah. State Fair, yeah. right?
0: It's fun. First thing I want to tell you is, as Sunday of the show, I always want to always want to mention this whenever I do an interview for this is that all vets get in free on Sunday.
3: Yeah, hey, awesome.
0: So, yeah, we do that every every year at the show, and it's just just a great way to say thanks. And there's some really cool stuff there this year, though. Then there's a couple. I've been doing the show for I think working the show probably ten years or so, maybe a little longer than that. But there's some really cool stuff for families as well as kids. But there's a 360 adventure this year, which is really neat. So you're going to strap on a virtual simulator uh, headset, and you're actually going to go on a four-minute uh, remote flight in the Canadian wilderness. Oh, wow. Which is going to be really, really cool. Probably not so cool for a lot of the guys who have been drinking LaBats all day, but it should be fun.
3: Yeah, of course. Hey, yeah.
0: It should be cool. And then we, we got this. I can't wait to see this. I've been told about it, and I just haven't seen it yet. It's called the Blizzard of Fish. So you're going to step into – this box basically this glass box and there's going to be all these fish flying around in there they turn on that big fan and if you get the big fish in there you're going to get this awesome prize they don't even tell me what it is yet but it's going to be a really cool they said it's going to be a real crowd favorite thing because kids getting in there lots of prizes to win and then friday night okay oh, wait here jim, got jim, beer night.
3: jim let me interrupt you real quick that sure. fish thing is that like yeah. what when the casinos put you in like a phone booth with the money that's floating it. around? Only you got money with fish on it or fake yeah. like play like a Monopoly money with fish on it,
0: so, something like that. That's what okay. I've been told, and okay. I can't wait to watch that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That,
3: that's I, those people who go inside those booths. It's, it's crazy time. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> okay, and then Friday yeah. night is beer night. Uh, so you're gonna to get to sample some Labatt, uh some Labatt's, which i I could live in Labatt. I couldn't live on Labatt's blue Light, but I do like it. Uh, but it's gonna it's we're there's just so much fun um at the Alcano show, and every year we've been seeing more and more families bringing their kids, especially the last two or three years, and that's been awesome because the kids get all excited. it's It's just we're we're really looking forward to coming back yeah. to. Watch.
3: Hey, Jim, I got a question for you. Sure, do you remember the movie Strange Brew? Yeah, about a couple of a Canadian guys from yeah, the Great White North. Yeah, you got looking any. for free Pilsner? beer.
1: Got any Pilsner? Is that no, was that the no, what, kind of, what no. was the kind of beer that <laughs> do, they had do,
3: there? Yeah, do you remember the kind of beer that they were after? I do not. Um, what was the name of that Do You remember place? it, Sam? No, Sam we just talked about this we, last we, week. We were just that, talking right. about well, it last uh, week. Well,
1: we digress.
3: Anyway, but okay, that's a great movie, by the way.
1: So, so it sounds like now, like that thing where they go in, like Tom knows about that from the gambling because you know he's got a lot of you know sordid sins in his past, he knows all about this gambling stuff. What do, I no my, I,
3: what do you mean, in my past, right?
1: Right, so I have no idea how this works. So, they go in and they try and catch the big fish. Now, is this for kids only or adults, or how's it gonna work?
0: I've been told it's for both. Oh, so. Sid, like they said, like I said, they didn't they didn't show me everything on this because this is going to be pretty exciting for me too because we're going to be doing some television stuff over there, mm-hmm. um, and so I, who knows? I may get shoved in the thing. I don't know. So it should be a lot of fun.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome!
3: Yeah, yeah it sounds it, like the yeah. kids
1: can have a great time.
3: It sounds like the All Canada Show is going to be another winner this and year. You've,
1: now you've got a myriad of vendors then from all kinds sure. of different resorts that specialize and. Is it primarily fishing? Do you have any hunting stuff going on there, or
0: there is gonna be some hunting and usually at the Wisconsin shows is where there's a lot of there's several bear outfitters there and people from Wisconsin love to bear hunt. That's just how the, the market seems to be and I love to bear hunt too. Um, but usually between Milwaukee and Green Bay, there's there's some there's a lot of hunting there for, for bear. There's some for waterfowl as well, um, white-tailed deer. Of course, there's a lot. Just about everything that Canada has to offer, you can find in one form or another, at the All Canada Show. That's what it's. I usually call it my one-stop shop for everything that is Canada. You're talking to lodge outfitters and owners. Um, some of the guides. so you're the, the people in Milwaukee are actually going to be talking to the people who they're going to set up their adventure with. That's what's so
1: cool. Hey, we talked about it being free on what Sunday you said for veterans. Right. Uh, okay, And then uh, Tom, of course, here is uh, we're giving, uh, we're giving some free tickets away to some of the lucky winners. But what is the cost if somebody just shows up and wants to go in and well, pay for a well, ticket?
0: The adults are twelve dollars. you can get a weekend pass for 14, and children under 17 are free.
1: Oh, okay. So that's a
0: great
2: deal. It is. Yeah. yeah. You, can
0: go out you with... got some great seminars. You know, you got some great seminars going on there too. I've got them Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, we got Tyler Trampy there. I think Chase Parsons is going to be there. Um, there's there's a lot of cool stuff um, going on there. It might even be Jim Serik. It, it just depends on what avenue you can find it on the um, on the seminar list. Actually, if you go to allcanada.com. Um, Actually, who I think is going to be there, which is really cool, is Jimmy Sarek's going to be there, um, I think, Saturday, and then I'm going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then Tyler Trampy is going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as well. So, And there's a lot of great seminars from walleye fishing. I'm doing uh, musky fishing. I'm doing one on smallmouth as well as for uh, northern pike. So we're covering just about all the bases.
3: All great. right. Well, I'm sure the people are looking forward to it, Jim. And we appreciate you calling in this morning, giving us the lowdown.
0: Well, sure. Looking All forward. Right. To, I love coming to Wisconsin, and I'm really looking forward to coming to Milwaukee. Come to the All Canada Show. You're gonna have a great time. All right, All right man. Thank,
3: thanks, Jim.
0: Okay, guys. Thank have you. a great morning. You Caleb. too.
3: Bye now. All right, we got to go to a quick quick break so uh just stay tuned folks we're gonna hear a lot more here with danny and tom and wes and everybody else that's on the show i, I mean sam what did i say wes <laughs> who the hell is wes all those concussions <laughs> i tell you yeah we'll well, be right. what
1: was the name of that brewery and strange food?
3: uh we're gonna have to have sam look it up again like he did the last time and there is a i in it eisner Elsinore. 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 Hey. We finally remembered it. Elsinore. That's we're smart guys. I, Why we're a team? I knew uh, Danny'd figure it For out sooner trick, or later. Our next trick:
1: we're gonna. Three of us are gonna <laughs> screw in a light
3: bulb. We'll be right Two back. Two of us, with us more, will yeah. turn the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Sam will hold the bulb. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Good to have you with us today. We're having a good time. And you know what time it is now? It's the NFL football picking contest time. And if you tie or beat any one of us three, you're going to win a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. It's definitely well worth trying to win it, which (laughs) I don't think we've ever had. I think we had one person lose just once earlier in the year. But Anyway, okay, we got a caller now, but we're we're gonna be playing the NFL football picking contest. I hope I hope Bushy gets back real quick here, so that we oh and good here he is, and we will be playing this game just as soon as oh the guy hung up. Okay, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Okay, they're back Guaranteed again. To win. Yeah, I mean, just we did have one loser earlier in the year. Yeah, no, we it's where. We all bet, yeah, we all picked one thing, and uh, the, the we caller picked, well, the caller picked the opposite. We were all right. He was wrong. And so... That's why I rig it. I always make sure. Always make, sure make sure they're going to win. Yeah. All right. Who do you got on the line? Gary in Watertown. Oh, our good friend, Gary in Watertown. How you doing, Gary?
4: Good. I wish the ice would start forming, though.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, it did for a while. So. <laughs> yeah,
4: somebody fell in the other day, though, down by Rock Lake.
3: <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, they yeah. shouldn't have been out. It was a little too warm.
4: I well, didn't you have ice?
3: Yeah, well, it was cold last night, and it's still cold this morning. Was so, there, last,
1: last year at this it's time, you got, there oh, we there go, you Mike. Go. Last year at this time, was there ice this time
3: of year last year? I can't remember. No,
4: there was nothing hardly until in January.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they talk about climate change. Well, of course, it's changing. <laughs> Every couple of weeks, it's changing. Right. Anyway, all right. Uh, we got the Packers favored by 12.5 against the lowly uh, Detroit Lions. Who do you like, Gary?
4: Well, I think the Packers are going to do it.
3: You think they're going to womp them by more than 12.5? a half? Wamp them, stomp them. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, I guess so. All right. Yeah, all right. I'll go
2: with that.
3: All right. Okay, Wes, okay, what do you think? <laughs> Come on.
2: <laughs> I, well, why am I calling you Sam? I'm sorry. Sam. Why am I Wes calling him Wes? A, Wes is kind of a cool name, though. So, I mean. Um... <laughs>
1: yeah, if you ever go out and meet, <laughs> right. a, meet a chick and you don't want to give her your real name, <laughs> <laughs> you could uh, Oh, this is Wes. I'm sorry, Wes, Sam. Wesley nice to meet you. Um... <laughs>
2: I'm gonna go. you. Yeah, I, I say Packers by two. T- I just don't. I just don't see how Detroit puts up any points with their what third or fourth string quarterback. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Packers by like 14.
3: Yeah, Danny, what do you like? Uh, Packers 31-10. All right, I'm gonna go with the Detroit Lions not to win, but, but to, to cover. cover. All right, so that means you're an automatic winner.
1: There we go, Gary. There we go. See, we got it set. So we like our winners to win. I mean All right. our.
3: I listeners. Care. All right. So you're gonna get a chance to get down to Pewaukee Lake sometime this winter?
4: Uh I don't know. I got a lot of things going on. I got we always go up to Battle of Bagel and then we go to the pre battle.
1: Oh yeah. 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 So you yeah, got we, uh, a lot well, of
3: fisheries you, going on. Well, if you don't spend yeah. the $10, you can always send it to me and uh, I'll spend oh, I'll it for you. I
4: you you know, <laughs> done, done it last year. We had a lucky table at one day. We uh, won a freezer full of beaker. Oh, the cool. Year. Oh, one of wow. the fisheries, yeah. I won, I won a five gallon bucket with a couple of things in it. And the guy next to me on the other side won a fishing pop popover.
3: Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's pretty cool.
4: Yep. There's going to be a lucky table last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's there's going to be a whole bunch of fisheries out there, Tom. That's what yeah, he's talking about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all those couple, fisheries. Starting yeah. about mid-January, you yep. got the Pewaukee walleye for tomorrow's one of the biggest yeah. and
3: greatest. So yeah, there's going to be a lot.
1: Can you still swim across that lake? uh you could half swim, half ice skate right now. Yeah,
3: half and half. So there's nobody out there fishing though. I saw no. a guy well, yesterday. No,
1: yeah. no, was it two days ago? I look, there was a guy out by the island, then a squad car pulled by and looked. was stopping from the launch. I'm sure the cop was thinking, what are you doing out there, you knucklehead? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So. Well, Gary, you stay on the line. We need your uh, address and all that good stuff for, for me to send uh, this out to you. All right? Okay. All okay. right. Thanks, Gary. Happy New Year. Okay, Thank stay you. on the line. And uh, one last thing to do. Well, no, after. The 7.30 break. Okay. Gonna what are we yeah. going to do after the 7.30 I can't tell break? you. It's a secret. Oh, come on. I can't tell you.
1: <laughs> hey, I saw a giant buck this week. You did? Yeah.
3: Not the dead one.
1: No, not no. the dead one. Where'd you see it? Well- On the road? I was, uh no. Uh, I was up there, and uh my plan was to take my crossbow and quietly walk the creek. Yeah. Um. And which is, I don't know, long ways. It's by the big marsh. So you go along the creek and there's a marsh there. And I thought that I could possibly walk up on a deer because I have walked up on deer in that yeah. marsh where they'll hunker down and hold tight and hope you walk by. And sure enough, I talked myself out of it. I thought, you know what? I'm going to just take the 22 and see if I can get a big old fox squirrel living along this creek because there's yeah. some walnut trees. And I know there's got to be one wily fox squirrel living there that you never see. Yeah. So I'm walking along, and sure enough, I see a deer go running. Then two run straight to me, and I'm wondering, what's going on? Why are these deer running to me? And then I spotted up ahead just the kind of the tops of them, but it looked like a couple of coyotes. Okay. And they were working up ahead of me, chasing the deer back. But then, uh, oh, I was still hunting. About 40 minutes later, the wind shifted where the wind was at my back, and then the deer started spooking out ahead of me. And one giant big white rack buck went running across the marsh. Yeah. And it's about 200 yards away, and it ran out across the field right to where the, the, the posters would be if we were sure. doing a deer drive. Yeah. And uh, then it was followed by another nice eight-point buck and a big doe. And then two other does went back the other way.
3: They and were like, all over the place. So
1: then I walk into this this high grass, and uh, years ago on a drive, I actually saw like a little cattail sway and it, there was no wind that day. And when I saw that blade of grass sway, yeah. I looked down below and there was uh, a deer's head. And this deer is bedded down 10 feet from me, waiting for me to walk by it. And I put the crosshairs on its neck. I could have actually shot it right in its bed. But I, I didn't, it didn't look real big until I took another step and this giant doe jumps oh, up. So no. I, I could have shot one right in its bed there. So, And the guy who was with me at the time driving... Said to me right after that one jumped up, he goes, "Hey, I got a deer standing here looking at me." Well, there's this real high grass; it's about ten feet high, and they don't like running out of there. They like to stand it, stand in there. So sure enough, I go walking through there. And I look to my right, fifteen yards away. There's a deer standing, waiting for me to walk by it. I put the crosshairs from the twenty-two onto its shoulder. Of course, I'm not going to shoot it right. with the twenty-two. But right. had I had my crossbow. I could have drilled it. Yep. I would have walked right up on a deer and drilled it right in there. It wasn't a real big deer, but it was waiting for me to walk on oh, by. Man. Of course, if I'd had the crossbow with, you know what would have happened? I wouldn't have seen any deer. <laughs>
3: That's the way it is sometimes, you know? It's just the Murphy's Law kind the way of it is. deal. I remember when, when I used to pheasant hunt a lot out by one, one of my brothers lived out in a part of Menominee Falls to the west end where it was legal if you had permission from the farmer who owned the field back there. And which we did and uh, one time you know I'm walking through it and this doe pops up okay from the she's laying down in the middle of the far you know the middle of the cornfield and of course I just have my you know number six right. shot number five yep. shot whatever so I figure okay I'm gonna put in a slug okay I my first shot would be a regular shot for a bird. But if I saw a deer, I could pop that phone. Oh, one out, good thinking. And I got the slug next. Never saw a damn deer. No. No. <laughs> you will know, never saw one. Three, I think it was like three more times I went out. And, had if, you, to, and if you missed the pheasant, you
1: didn't really have I didn't a good have follow shot. I didn't
3: have a second shot. Yeah, it was like, oh, come on. You know, I can't wait. There you go. You outsmarted yourself. <laughs> I did. Sometimes we do that. So, anyway. So, listen, we're going to take this early break. 799 1250 is the phone number. If you got any questions, comments, want to. Talk about whatever it is. You know, one thing I always like to tell people, Danny, when I tell them about the show, if they haven't heard it, I said, yeah, it's an outdoor show. Yes, it's fishing and hunting, but it's not always fishing and hunting. There's a reason why we invite people to hop on the crazy train. It's not always about fishing and hunting. Sure. You know, it's about different things yeah, too. We'll talk about lots of stuff, lots of stuff in life. And we talk with uh, Wes over here. i talk <laughs> joking. Salvador I was saying that one on purpose. Yeah. yeah. All right, we, we're going to go to a quick break.
1: Wes Schmitz, wealthy landowner yeah. from Douglas County. Damn glad to meet you.
3: You could use that. <laughs> yeah, you could use that. Oh, man, I wish. Yeah, okay. We'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned for more.
2: has
3: been getting so hard to
2: Like to tell oh, oh,
1: a man the back. It's
3: a, of back. a crazy song. I love of this fun. song. <laughs> and girl the and <laughs> she she's the oh one. no. All right. Welcome
1: back. Give her bud's cutting edge outdoors. Who does this song? Sweet. Who? Sweet? Yep. Sweet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a sweet song. I like this one.
3: Uh, I didn't know the first, the winner of the tickets to the All Canada show was a, a lady, Mary. Yeah, yeah. How about that? That's good. We got the ladies listening to so the Mary's show.
1: Mary's a Mary's a lady's name. Yeah, and well, uh,
3: not necessarily.
1: Could be a dude yeah. who just feels like Mary about today, to twenty twenty. You never know. Yeah, yeah I never mean, know. you could. I mean, mm. hey, whatever you, whatever yeah. is, you, whatever you feel like, man. Yeah. It's
3: okay. Well, before I start. Breaking r- r- on the dnr uh, <laughs> i got two more free tickets to the all canada show be the third caller seven well actually we're just gonna let sam pick whatever phone line he wants it could be the first one the second third fourth the, it could be the 40th i don't know whatever sam wants to pick but you get two free tickets to the All Canada Show. Yeah, it's I'm all gonna...
1: up to you, Wes. Whatever yeah, you want to do. It's all
3: up to you, Wes. So if you so if you don't win, blame him. Yeah, blame Wes. <laughs> blame Wes. Uh, you know, I was thinking. What were you? <laughs> That that was your first. Okay, mistake. what do you need? I oh, you got the paper was, over there. He's he can handle it. Yeah. no, he was looking the for show. the paper, and I'm letting Why him you know gotta, you got let, the put paper. Put our business out there I'm for a wealthy wealthy everybody. I, I can handle it. You can handle <laughs> he's it. Got yeah, it. he's wealthy. Continue. Uh, you were thinking. I was thinking. You know, I thought I'd be a kinder, gentler person this in 2020. Yeah,
1: especially since you know you had a heart transplant yeah. and everything. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank God I didn't have that. Oh my goodness. That operation I bet you takes a while. Yeah. Uh anyway, I uh I thought, you know what? Why should I be? I mean, oh. I'm you know, you and I, Danny, we're fortunate that we have a pedestal to talk about whatever we want. And you know we have opinions, and we can express our opinions. There's a lot of guys out there that would love to express their opinions. Is that opinions what, is on that the what show. this
1: is—a pedestal here? Yeah, I'm stuck kind of, here on Saturday morning. Yeah. I got to get up at five to come to this <laughs> yeah. pedestal. Yeah, <sighs> roughly, but Tough no. But, getting up this but at morning. least we
3: have an outlet for our opinions. Okay? Yeah, yeah, where a right. lot of guys wish they could. Yeah, that's what, and that's what the corner of a bar is for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but here, you know, and and In and the, the thing the is, and when I. Or what was the name of the See, I forgot already. Elsinore. Elsinore, yes. Anyway, but the thing is, is that, you know, the DNR is going to do what they want to do, but I just don't understand it. Now, I look at uh, Lake LaBelle. Yeah. All right. Now, remember I talked about one time they started a 30-year study? Yeah. No, yeah. They started a 10-year study 30-some years ago. I, you know, if you're going to have a 10-year study, do a 10-year study and then stop the study. You know, I mean, get get your results, right? Right. All right. Now, what they did was they put that 20-inch size limit on the walleyes. Now, didn't they find something out after that first 10? And haven't they found something out after the last 30-some years? Nobody could catch a 20-inch walleye. Yeah. Didn't they figure something out? As soon as they got 20, yeah. they got bumped out. So so now <laughs> they started a new study. Uh, Ben Heisner, good guy, does like, his best. I think it's yeah. the
1: one fish, 28 28
3: isn't it? inches. It's like, well, let's just up it. You know, let's just make it even bigger instead of 20. Right? Instead of, well, are they going to actually get that big? Well, will, will they? I don't know. Not? Maybe they'll die it off that before no then. There. There's lots of carp and stuff in there. You never, I mean, they why, want them to eat all okay, those carp. But why weren't the 20 inch size of it, why weren't all those fish that are 16, 17, 18, 19 inch, why weren't they making 20 inches? Because people were cheating and keeping them in. Anyway. Oh, I'm sure there were some, yeah. But but still, wouldn't, wouldn't there be a lot more of them being caught? I mean, I told you about Lynn Nicklash. He would keep the records. He's a guide, and yeah, uh, he would yeah. take people to that lake. And one year there were over two thousand walleyes his clients caught, and only one was over twenty inches. One that was just over 20 inches. It's like, shouldn't there have been a few more? There's something else going on there, something else that I have no clue what it might be, but there's something else. And I don't think the DNR is going to figure it out just by upping the size limit and just keep up. it. It's like, well, you take little mus- a big mosquito at Bass's Bay. What's going on with the northern pike? We don't know, but let's up the size limit. You know, let's go from 26 inches to 40 inches. And this is why I keep coming back to it Danny. Yep. Slot size. Yet
1: on the bay of Green Bay. There you bay, go. Bay of Green they've Bay. They've got unlimited size five pike and it makes no sense. No sense, sense whatsoever. whatsoever. You know how
3: big pike would get up there. Even if they just there had... There are big pike already, are, but but and there could be a lot more. They
1: they got a they're working on doing all this protecting the spawning habitat and yeah. then the biologist up there her answer to me was Well, there's not really enough pike up here to really have to protect with regulation anyway.
3: Well, Well, what are you talking about there? If you did it right, all this money on
1: the spawning habitat, and our friend Randy Reading, uh, he he was up there and actually helped and volunteered. He's uh, he's a good sportsman. He was up there trying to work on
3: that. (laughs) I'm like the kid at the in the class raising his (laughs) hand. Yeah, they 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 wanna they wanna make spawning habitat, right? Or they are making spawning habitat for pike, right? Yeah. But yet they want people to take any size they want. They don't care about letting them get to spawning size. Why is that? It's kind of like with the 26-inch size limit on pike down here. You want them to spawn, but yet you're telling, oh, no, take all the bigger ones. Put back the little ones, the non-spawners. Take the bigger, the spawners. Why do that?
1: Well, I don't understand why Pewaukee has more protections on the pike than than the Bay of Green Bay does. Yeah, exactly. One thirty-two inch
3: fish. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we got a f- call We better take this. Who you got there? Yeah, uh, uh, Dennis and Boulder Crest. Oh, you mean in Boulder Junction? Boulder? Yeah, Boulder Junction. Hey, no Boulder Crest. Dennis Royce. Dennis. Our Boulder Junction Our connection. Boulder hey, Dennis.
1: Crested Junction connection. Yeah. How you
3: doing? Good guys. How are you? Happy Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Oh, well, yeah, same, same to, to you. To, yep. Thank you. What's well? Did you melt a little bit of snow up there?
4: We melted some snow, but the snowmobiling is still excellent. There's a lot of we had a lot of snow up here, and people are getting around on the trails. The trail conditions with the with the warm weather hasn't helped, but they're excellent yet, and they're getting good riding up here. And believe it or not, uh, the lakes are starting to tighten up. That slush and everything on the lakes that I had talked about earlier yeah. is uh, so, uh, absorbing into the snow and freezing. And uh, we're getting pretty decent conditions to get around on the lakes, and ice fishing has been pretty good. We were out last night with my son-in-law, and we picked up some perch and walleyes, and and uh, it wasn't real going, 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 but uh, it was it was action enough to keep us in- interested. So, but uh, people want to come up and snowmobile, cross-country ski, or even ice fish now. Uh, I know you don't have much of a winter down there right now. I was just no. not. Long ago and it's all warm down by you, but it's up here we still got winter.
1: No, the ice fishermen are not happy campers down here right now. Um not much going on, but oh that could change that could change next week when we'll have bitter cold weather and oh yeah.
4: Yeah, you'll get winter back here pretty soon. You had it in November, that's when you had your winter. Yeah. But it's it's, so, it's
3: coming back. Yeah, with a vengeance.
4: Yep. That's for sure. So like peop- I say, I wanted to give you a quick report, and, and fishing has been pretty good right now. You were talking about northerns earlier. Yeah, we're, we're catching northerns through the ice uh, and walleyes and perch and, and crappies. So it's, uh, it's a good time of year to be out, and it's fun, and the weather isn't too cold, and it hasn't been too windy. So it's been decent getting out on the lakes.
3: Well, that's great, and we do appreciate you calling us, keeping us up to date.
4: That's good. If you want to come up here sometime, we can we can get a fishing trip ready for you.
3: Hey, uh, when you're
1: fishing at night for the walleyes, are you fishing after dark?
4: Yeah, Dan, we are. We're fishing. Uh, really, the the peak time normally is from about three thirty, four o'clock, when the sun hits the top of the trees, till about five thirty, and that's always been a good time. Okay. This year, has been earlier. I don't know why, but the bite's been earlier. But uh, we still stay out there till at least. I would say 5.30 at the latest, and sometimes longer.
2: Well, that's what
1: the guys out on Pewaukee that target the walleyes down by me claim, the same exact time frame, that that, yeah. that last, you know, just as that sun's going down. So something to that, I guess.
4: Yeah, I think it is. We call it the bewitching hour, and you get that one hour where you get a lot of action. and and But yet this year, we haven't had that happen. It's been earlier, and I don't know why, but maybe it's just a weather pattern.
3: Huh. All right. Well, keep us posted, right. Dennis. Yeah, thank well, you we'll Dennis. We appreciate Thanks it. Have a good one. You yep. too. Bye now. Well, it's time for another break. How about that? We got one more segment one coming segment up. One segment to go. Yeah, and you know what? And and, We're flying and I'm glad today. you, you know, we had the call from Dennis, we have to take that, of course. But uh, you know, it's like the DNR talks about wanting to protect pike and other fish for spawning, but yet they don't like have the proper sizes or or whatever or like slots or whatever. They, they it seems like they say they want to protect them, but then they don't. You know what I mean? It's I don't. Well, know. I don't. I think you can't make a blank, making no, a blanket a, judgment. No, there. I, we're I'm,
1: talking about a few isolated yes, places. That's and, true. Because right now, they did a great job of implementing the regulations on Pewaukee. Yes, they did. Um, I fr- agree. Protected the pike and the walleye. So yes, they're doing good things there. But what lo- they do on yeah. some, okay, like like where you're talking about maybe LaBelle and then maybe Bay of Green Bay pike. There are some head scratchers where yeah. you kind of look at it and look. Yeah.
3: And 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 I don't mean to pick on the DNR. It's just that yes, there you are do. Certain... you love picking on no, the DNR. I don't Look, you're,
1: you're, no, you're, I don't. You're, you're step, You look ten years younger than at the beginning of the show. You're, you're so fired <laughs> up now, you got the adrenaline going, you're oh, happy.
3: No, 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 no. I, I just I just think there's some things that maybe they could just give a little bit more thought to. Maybe they have, and maybe there's only so much they could do, but still there's there's gotta be some other ways on some of these projects. On some of them. Anyway, we gotta go to a break. One more break. 799-1250 is the phone number. You can also email us at this at CEOGuys at Yahoo.com. We'll be right back with more. It's the-
1: Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, thanks to all our friends and uh, folks out there listening. Uh, Once again, we uh, tip our hat to our uh, law enforcement officers out there keeping us safe and everybody else out there listening. We appreciate it. And Tom, uh, I, I got something in the mail this week. Yeah. And I was very happy. I. I told you that I re up up my NRA membership early, right? I fell for one of those early renewal offers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although, like I said, I think I'm worried because I read part of it where it says your membership starts when you get it. So I think if I had a couple months left on the old one, I don't think they... I don't know if they add it on to your old one. They start a new yeah, one for yeah, you. Right. And and here's the frustrating thing is, you know, I'll get ten more renewal notices right after I renew and you don't mm-hmm. have any idea when you expire. It never says you expire such and yeah, such. Yeah. But I did get the free hat. You <laughs> so did you got a I'm hat? I'm very happy I got my hat. Because uh, one time I had to call him up and go, Hey, what about my hat? Hey, how about yeah. a little something for the hey, effort? Hey, something for Dan Dan here. <laughs> I want that hat. Oh, so, yeah, man. I got the NRA hat. I'm eagerly looking forward to uh, marching up and down the streets of Milwaukee when the Democratic Convention's going on and seeing if I can get some tree, l- tree huggers to attack me wearing yeah. my <laughs> NRA hat. Oh, It's going to be interesting when, that, uh, when they come to town here. Yeah. And I wonder what's going to happen there. So. Where the heck? Well, now what are you shuffling for?
3: I'm looking for something. Okay, why
1: don't we? Why don't you? Why don't we just keep complaining? About no, I, the DNR. I I'm, I'm going to do We're something. Kind of on for a roll you. there. How about that North Lake launch, Tom? When oh we, yeah, when here. are Going to get that that's, launch that's a, there? No,
3: no, that's that's another thing about uh, Lake Labelle, and it's going to happen, folks. Uh, you know, I'm I, I've been telling people that uh, the DNR needs to purchase some land and put a DNR launch out there because there is no launch. I mean, there's a launch, but there's no parking. So you predicted it. And, Master it's, Thomas. and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, you know, here's a big lake, right? Big lake. With lots of fish in it. Lots I mean, not fish. just walleyes. There's all kinds of fish in it. Yeah. How many people actually fish it? Not that many just because of the fact that where are you going to park? you got to park on the street somewhere six blocks away. You know, I mean, it's it's terrible. Gnarly old-timers don't care about that, Tom. They just want the fish to themselves. Well, the people who live on the lake, of course, and and let's face it though, most people who live on lakes don't fish. They that honestly I, I see that a lot. You know lot. what? You, you're right.
1: How many people who live on a lake how often do you really see kids sitting on the pier fishing?
3: No, I'd never see it. No. I you see them see
1: kind it. of waxing the jet ski.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. But hey, I I got something for you that. Okay, what you, do you got? You might like. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember uh, uh, Caddyshack? Yeah. And you remember when Bill Murray goes up to that young fellow with the pitchfork in his throat? Did you know that was all impromptu? That that was not in the script? He just started yakking? But you remember that part, right? No, I up? don't remember that well, part. Let where me he put it. a pitchfork in yeah, someone's let, throat? Yeah, because he was explaining something. So let me uh, let me jog your memory. Okay, here we go. This is what Bill Murray was saying to the kid. Okay, go. So I jump the bus in Hayward, and I make my way over to Herman's Landing, and I hire on as a stick on the Chippewa flowage, you know, a stick, a guide, a, st- a musky guide. So I tell him I'm a pro-musky guide, and who do you think they give me? The Al Linder himself, the second son of the Chicago Linders, the, flannel- the flowing flannel shirt, the sunglasses, the beard. Striking. I'm at the first spot with him, a weed point. I give him the bait caster with a bucktail. He hauls off and lets one fly. Power caster, the Linder. Long, into a 50 foot pine tree on the edge of an old Indian burial ground. Do you know what the Linder says? Gunga lagunga. Gunga lagunga. So I'm thinking this must be Minnesotan for, oh shoot, or something to that effect. So we finish the eight hours and he's going to stiff me and I say, hey, Linder. How about a little something for the effort, you know? And he says, there won't be any money, but on your deathbed, I will come to you in a vision, and you will receive total fishing consciousness. So I got that going for me, which is nice.
1: That's the Dalai Lama. That was the oh, scene I'm, with the Dalai Lama. Yeah, that's
3: right. But it was Ritos. the Linder instead. The Linder. Oh the okay, Linder. now I remember yeah, that. Instead of the yeah. Dalai Lama, he took out the Linder. Very, very
1: good. Oh, yeah, we'll have God. to get back to our jokes. Remember when John used to tell jokes on the show? Oh God, it was so funny. Uh, Joe, they John, were
3: so bad they were funny. John John was the worst joke teller ever. Yeah, and he'd see him on the internet then he try to repeat them and he'd mix and, and he'd mix them up for sure screw them up so
1: bad you can't mix up a joke um, you got to have it just right
3: yeah yeah so. and then of course sam they would always tease me because i would make some like you know just a little one liner i would laugh at it and they wouldn't and they would accuse me of always laughing at my he does. jokes he but nobody at his else's own jokes it's well, if they're funny, hard, you know, hard. I'll tell you what, ho, ho, ho. hey, honest to God, I'm not joking. Just this past week, yeah. I'm in the living room, and yeah. I start laughing. My wife says, what are you laughing at? It says, I told myself a joke. <laughs> I swear to God. And then she just looks at me, shakes her head, realizes that she's living with an idiot. You know? <laughs> So <laughs> I'll tell you when I laughed this week. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: You know, Louie's uh, son-in-law, Waka, is back with oh, Sarah and yeah. daughter Tahi. And anyway, there's all kinds of hustle and bustle because they're loading up the car Christmas Day to go over to their son, Mark's. Okay, okay Louis' son, yeah. Mark, right? All this hustle and bustle. So I see Waka, and he doesn't really have much time to talk, and they're running in and out. Come grab this. Up and down the stairs, and finally when the car's loaded, I happen to be by my truck, Waka kind of sighs, and he goes, okay, everybody set, nobody having a crisis, everybody's good, right? (laughs) And he looks at me. And rolls his eyes oh. and gets in a driver's seat and drives away. And I just die laughing. I... I'm just laughing. I mean, he's got the three women he's trying to corral and get this, do this, do that. And finally, when they're all seated in the car, he's like, okay, nobody having a crisis? <laughs> oh. And then rolling his eyes. And, like, and you uh... know, Walk is so easy going. He's like the... The you he's know, very mellow he's, he's like the yeah. mellow laying in yeah. the hammock uh, yeah. don't worry man yeah. take it easy and he's got all this all these type a gotta get this gotta do this grab this grab the cake bring this down grab that get bring this in the car don't forget die you sit here
3: yeah well it, it's funny you know when at family gatherings when it's uh bigger than just our family you know then it's my brothers their wives their kids and their kids kids and all that stuff right Whenever we're leaving, and it doesn't matter if it's me and my wife leaving, or if it's one of my brothers and his wife leaving, or whoever, there's always the goodbye tour. And I know people listening know exactly what I'm talking What's about. What's the, the goodbye tour? The goodbye tours. Well, they got a hug and kiss. They got to say goodbye to every damn person that's there. There could oh, be bye. the good. You're standing yeah, there with yeah, your coat yeah, yeah. on, ready to leave, and it's a half hour later because they're on their goodbye tour, and I, and, and they all do it.
1: My, I oh, hate God. it. The only one I hated <laughs> as a kid, my grandma from my mom's side, Ugh, she'd give me these big, <laughs> wet, sloppy kisses on the cheek. Oh, Ugh, it was gross, man. Yeah. Well. I'd turn my head as far as I could, you know? You know how, like, when a guy gives another guy the man hug, you kind of turn yeah, your head? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I gave her the man hug, and I'd about dislocate, break my neck trying to turn my head away from that kiss. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah. Well I'm still traumatized. I have nightmares of old ladies <laughs> coming after me, chasing me down
4: dark alleys down. trying
3: to kiss me on the cheek. Oh god. Or sometimes they would pinch you on the cheek. You know? did you have a pincher? Yeah. Sam? My my grandma, she kind of did both when I was a kid. Pinching? Yeah. I never yeah, got thankfully it. I had she no kind pinchers of stopped. in our family. I, I kiss my grandkids on the cheek. Sometimes I slap them on the rear end. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be okay. I, they could give but me a swat little, on the, the rear. the little boy, he, he'll give me a fist bump. You know,
1: you know nothing's wrong. <laughs> with I just, just a give hug. them the Indian. No, head. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just give them a, a noogie. I, I rub their head. Yeah, yeah they're getting like a knuckles on it. head. Yeah. That's, yeah. A that's a term of knuckles. endearment, yeah. right? Yeah. When I give them a, yeah. a Indian. Why did they call that Indian head rub? My dad used to I don't call know. it.
2: What the heck? I've never heard that. Is that racist? My dad used to grab me, put me in a
1: headlock, and rub my head with his knuckles.
3: Well, yeah, nowadays, maybe that's I, all
1: I, I got for this week. Services there. Yeah, that's all I got. We'll be back in a new week.
4: To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone.
1: You've been listening to Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Talk to you next year, my friends.